Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode. We have seen how the Petrine ministry, the papacy, is rooted in Christ's plan from the very beginning. And we have seen how the spiritual experience of St. Peter himself, the first pope, shows us that this ministry is an instrument of God's grace, not a merely human power. And so throughout the history of the Church, the Bishop of Rome, as willed by Christ and guided by the Holy Spirit, has remained the rock, enjoying full power to tend, rule, and govern the universal Church, as the First Vatican Council put it. Through this Petrine ministry, in other words, Christ continues to shepherd his flock. But what exactly does that ministry look like? Two essential elements are what tradition and theology call the magisterium and infallibility. This conference will reflect briefly on each one and on the profound impact they have for our Christian living. A critical component of the papacy's service to the Church is the ministry of teaching. History is constantly presenting new situations, discoveries, and challenges to Christ's followers. The Church's teaching office, called its magisterium, from the Latin word for teacher, magister, exercised by the Pope and the bishops in communion with him, is the sure guide through those dangerous waters. It provides a reference point that Christians turn to not only as they seek to know and follow Christ more fully, but also when threatened by confusing heretical doctrines and moral dilemmas. By God's grace, this teaching office is supported by the charism, or spiritual gift, of infallibility, of teaching the truth about faith and morals without error. Here's how the Catechism describes both the task of the magisterium and the role of infallibility within that task. It is this magisterium's task to preserve God's people from deviations and defections and to guarantee them the objective possibility of professing the true faith without error. Thus, the pastoral duty of the magisterium is aimed at seeing to it that the people of God abides in the truth that liberates. To fulfill this service, Christ endowed the Church's shepherds with the charism of infallibility in matters of faith and morals. Extraordinary and Ordinary Magisterium This infallibility can be present either through the Pope alone, when teaching formally as universal shepherd, this is known as teaching ex cathedra, or through the bishops together with the Pope, when they do the same, as in an ecumenical council. These solemn, formal declarations are part of what is called the extraordinary magisterium. As one modern theologian explains, when the extraordinary magisterium takes the form of papal definitions or conciliar decisions binding on the consciences of all the faithful in matters of faith and morals, it is infallible. But even when the Pope or the bishops in communion with him don't formally invoke their full magisterial authority, they still receive divine assistance as they teach and guide the Catholic faithful in matters of faith and morals through the normal channels of communication. This is the ordinary magisterium. The charism of infallibility can be present in it, too. To quote the same theologian again, when the ordinary magisterium is also universal, that is, collectively intended for all the faithful, 
it is also infallible. Of course, the Church makes no claim to have divine guidance when it comes to subjects outside of faith and morals. If the Pope were to publish a mathematics textbook, for example, it would not be protected by the charism of infallibility. Even when it comes to debating public policy, the Church's magisterium is infallibly dependable on the level of moral principles, but not on the level of prudential applications of those principles. As, for example, when it comes to finding the best legal arrangement to protect the rights of immigrants without compromising the rule of law. Neither does infallibility guarantee that the Pope himself or the bishops will always be saints. That would be impeccability, which the Church has never claimed. Nor does the infallibility enjoyed by the magisterium ensure that every individual bishop teaching on his own will be free from error. Only those bishops who teach in communion with the Pope and the entire college of bishops stay securely under the umbrella of divine assistance. Furthermore, just because the Pope and the bishops enjoy the charism of infallibility doesn't mean that we will always necessarily like their personalities or leadership styles. But we are always called to show true religious respect for their person and their office. The surest reference point. In questions of church teaching and practice, then, the litmus test always boils down to this. Where does the Pope really stand? No other reference point has been given the divine guarantee. It's not always easy for us sinful human beings to accept the authority of the church's magisterium. Many times, intellectual pride has led to rebellion against papal authority in doctrinal matters. Other times, thirst for power and influence has led to schism, rebellion against papal authority and church discipline. And there have even been times when certain popes have behaved more like worldly princes than Christ's chief shepherd, which only aggravated these rebellions. But the scandalous chapters in the history of the papacy only highlight its supernatural origin and mission. In spite of them, the Catholic Church has endured, and the papacy has endured, and no pope has ever propagated opposition to the doctrinal and moral teachings of the apostles. Many great patriarchs of the ancient church fell at some time or another into heresy, but not the bishop of Rome. All the great kingdoms and empires of the world come and go, but the church sails steadily on with the pope at its helm. Christians who break away from communion with Peter's successor cannot long keep themselves united, as the current division of Protestantism into over 20,000 denominations testifies. But those who have stayed in step with the Pope have consistently adorned the Church with new congregations, apostolates, and religious orders, while staying firmly grounded in the ancient faith. What other explanation is there for such a remarkable phenomenon except the presence of the Holy Spirit, fulfilling the promise that Christ made to Peter back in the first century. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Conclusion Freedom and Truth Viewed from this perspective, the papacy is one of God's greatest gifts to us. 
Only Catholics can really know when their local pastor is wrong. They can compare what he says to the official teaching of the Church, found, for example, in the Catechism. Only Catholics can know for certain that they are giving God the worship that pleases Him most by following the liturgy of Christ's own Church. Catholic scholars and intellectuals can speed confidently forward more than any others in their pursuit of truth and understanding, because only they have the firm guardrails of the magisterium to help protect them from pride and error. Around the year 400, St. Jerome compared the Church, with the Pope at its head, to Noah's Ark. He wrote in a letter, Anyone who is not in the Ark of Noah will perish when the flood prevails. Just so, Jesus has only given his divine guarantee to one church, the church that he built to last on the rock of Peter. Certainly, this doesn't mean that those who remain outside the Catholic Church through no fault of their own can have no hope for salvation. But it does mean that those who want to be fully faithful to Jesus Christ and experience the full joy of his friendship will stay in step with his vicar on earth. If they do, they will find in the Pope not just a wise and good man, but an instrument of grace. Or, as St. Catherine of Siena put it back in the 14th century, my sweet Christ on earth. You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective, a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go. Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org.